Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And on today's Word for the Day, we are going to um, basically do a practice with these podcasts that we did when this ser- this podcast originated. So it started during COVID and literally it was Word for the Day. I would take something I read out of um, morning prayer, out of the Book of Common Prayer, which is my practice to say every morning. Um, I miss once in a while, but that's my my practice to say that every morning and kind of just have a word and a thought for the day. So at least for this week, I'm going to do that, but I'm going to, I'm going to tweak it just a bit. Usually I'd take a verse, pull that verse out and comment, comment on it. What I want to do this week is I want to um, pick one of the Psalms from each day, read the whole Psalm and just give a quick, short reflection on the psalm appointed for that day. There's usually usually more than one psalm. I'm not going to do all of them. It's going to pick one of them. So for Monday, September 4th, one of the psalms appointed for the morning is Psalm 8. And I'm reading this out of what's called the New Coverdale Translation. It's the translation of the psalms that's in our current Anglican Church in North America, Book of Common Prayer. If you attend St. Patrick's Church, the translation of the psalms we use in our Sunday worship is from that prayer book, and they are the new Coverdale translation. So the so the rhythm and the pace and everything should be familiar to you. So on Monday, today our first psalm is Psalm 8. It says this, O Lord, our governor, how excellent is your name in all the world. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and infants, you have ordained strength because of your enemies, that you might still the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, even the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him or the son of man that you visit him? You made him a little lower than the angels to crown him with glory and honor. You made him to have dominion over the works of your hands, and you put all things in subjection under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever walks through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our governor, how excellent is your name in all the world. Like all Psalms, there's always a lot going on, but the heart of this Psalm is a praise to God for the glory of humanity. So one of the things that's so different about the Bible is in, in especially the Old Testament, although this carries over into the New Testament, is that the, the picture of God in humanity is like radically different than all the other surrounding religions. All the ancient Near Eastern, Near Eastern pagan religions, basically um, existence starts with sort of violence between gods and the world and humanity comes out of that, and humanity are created to be slaves of the gods, to serve the whims of the gods. And the gods are not consistent, they're not dependable, they're capricious, and so you basically offer stuff to the gods to keep them off your back and make sure they do nice things for you. It's really a, a you know, it's, it's not an attractive worldview, but that was the worldview that dominated everywhere. And then in the middle of this, the Hebrew scriptures emerge, I believe, from obviously from God, God's word. And the picture is so radically different. There's a God who who's just one God, 
And God, out of goodness and a desire to bless, creates and orders all things. And then he puts humanity in the middle of creation. And he says, you're going to bear my image. You're going to help me rule all things. You're not just my slave. You're created so I can bless you, so I can love you, and so I can share my glory with you. Hence, verse 5. You've made humanity a little lower than the angels to crown him with glory and honor. Imagine someone being made king, someone being enthroned, like, like King Charles III was a few months ago. And all the pomp and all the circumstance and all the, the majesty and then the robes and the crown and it lifts him up. And, you know, there's only one King Charles in England. There's only one guy who gets the glory and the pomp and the power and the dominion and majesty that he gets. But before God, all of humanity is given that glory and that pomp and that majesty. That's one of the key parts of our identity as persons. In the biblical story, the starting place for defining who we are as human beings is we are made in the image of God. There's a couple other points as well, but I won't get into those right now. But this is the starting point. This is the overarching point. And it has so many implications. But one of them is this, that human beings have eternal intrinsic value. Human life is eternally intrinsically good, eternally intrinsically sacred. You know, the religions of the ancient world did not believe that. You know, the great philosophers like Socrates, Plato, Aristotle did not believe that. They would have said, we're crazy to believe that. The ancient Romans didn't believe that. The only worldview that brought that truth to the center is Judaism, ancient Judaism and Christianity. And it's amplified in Christianity because God himself becomes human in Jesus Christ. It's, it's not a position that just is obvious to human beings. In fact, ancient thinkers would have said, everyone has intrinsic eternal value. It's so obvious they don't. Only the wealthy, powerful, rich people have that. Everyone else, they're born to be plebes and slaves and servants. The only worldview that ever lifts humanity up to that point is the Christian worldview. And without that story that value doesn't inhere. In fact, there are many thinkers who will argue, and I'm, of course, I'm persuaded they're, they're right, that in our Western cultures, where we value democracy and human rights, we, we feel like those come out of the thin air. They're just the way things are, but really they're not. They come explicitly out of the biblical worldview, and they're explicitly um, amplified by the incarnation of Christ and the fact that God himself becomes man and then sacrifices himself. So the idea that we are crowned with glory and honor, that we're made in the image of God, is part of our identity. And no matter who you meet, no matter who they are, no matter what they bring to the table of their lives, everyone has eternal, um, sacred, intrinsic value because we're made in the image of God and made to share in his glory. That's the heart of Psalm 8. God bless and have a great day.